right? We, we're not having that. We want to build a community, you know, forever. You know, kids when we win. Period. Are we back? AM University, episode 51. I'm done with naming people, so I'm just say, what's up, Wayne? What's <laughs> How your week going? I'm good, man. Just came from the barbershop? Oh, it's crazy. I took my weight back, bro. Yeah? Look good. How your week going, man? Everything good. Everything good? <laughs> yep. Everything good? I got a great guest on, brother Del Greco Wilson. What's up, brother? How y'all guys doing? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Glad you could make it. Glad you could make it, man. Uh, creator of Black Cage Media. Um, I want to go a lot of different ways with this conversation, you know, because you're so well-versed in a uh, tri-state and as far as um, preferably high school basketball, but basketball in general. Um, I always like picking your brain about things because I think uh, from our brief relationship, um, you never compromise yourself in a basketball landscape. And I think as a journalist, in my opinion, in 2021, I, I don't think... That's almost not possible to me um, as a journalist. But you don't compromise yourself um, in any way. You, you tell stories how you feel they're supposed to be told, uh, no matter who likes it or who doesn't like it. And uh, um, me personally, I really appreciate that. Uh, so I just want to dive into that and get talk about basketball a little bit, and, and we'll go from there. So um, just alluding to what I just said, uh, again, this is my opinion. In sports reporting in general, uh, I just feel like locally and for damn sure nationally, I, I don't think, I think journalism is damn near extinct. I think people are looking for headlines. They're looking to sensationalize stories. And the actual people that's doing the reporting is just worrying about their benefit, right? Um, from... From your standpoint of what I saw from you, you know, as far as uh, your, your, your writing, um, your Facebook post, again, you you tell things the way you see it, you know. It makes people uneasy at times, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but, you know, to, but to me, that's journalism. You always show everybody respect, in my opinion, at the end of the day. But you do your job. I, I, that's what I think is missing. Um what, what do you allude that to? What do you attribute that to? Um, and, and why don't you go with the masses as far as your writing, as far as your covering sports, as far as your writing? Why don't you just go with the masses? And what do you allude your, your, your style to as far as the way you get information out? I tell you what, um, back in, um, it had to be 2013, there was some stuff going on with high school basketball. I don't even really remember what the specific issues were. But I wrote a piece, and a friend of mine has a pretty, pretty nice-sized basketball website. And I gave it to him. I said, yo, man, run this for me. And he read it, and he, he texted me back. He said, I like it. I can't run it. I said, what do you mean you can't run it? He said, well, Del Greco, you're, you're an advocate. And what we do is journalism. And we don't really want to, you know, like you say, he didn't want to ruffle feathers or do, you know, piss anybody off. So he refused to run the piece. And it was at that moment I said to myself, you know what? 
What does it cost to start a web tree? You know, a couple hundred bucks. No editor, no filter. I put it out there the way I want to put it out there. And from it was literally from that point on. And we're talking 500 plus posts later, you know. I mean, really, I used to be really, really busy with it. Writing is a, is a time-consuming endeavor, so I, I kind of pick and choose my spots now. Mm -hmm. But I got a couple of people that do some really good stuff with me. Eric Dixon, his dad. Mm -hmm. You know, Eric, the player at Villanova. His dad writes for me, and he does an outstanding job. I mean, he's got his own little uh, followers, and then he brought them, and he snatched some of mine. And so I'll just, whatever he writes, I'll tell Eric, look, I'm not in the business. Like, because I know how that felt. Uh, you better edit it. You better make sure, because I'm going to just post it, man. Right, you know, right, I'm not right, here right. to, to right. try to change your narrative. Right. So your point that, that journalism, sports journalism in particular, is suffering, is dead on. You know, some of my best friends in the world, Dick Weiss, a Hall of Fame basketball writer, a good friend of mine. I talk to Mr. Weiss a few times a week. You know, he doesn't work anymore. All Think of all the greats from the Daily News, Dick Girardi, all those guys, Ted Solari, all those guys. Mm -hmm. They're not with the Daily News anymore. There's no money being put into hiring guys to go out and cover high school sports from the major city perspective. Now, having said that, over here, the current post does a good job. They do a good job. They get, especially with Camden, you know? And when Camden's good, everybody's gonna come over here and run and follow behind Camden. Delaware County, Pennsylvania, Chester, uh, Penwood, all those schools, they do a good job in Delaware County. But the big cities, the big papers, have made a decision that they just can't afford to carry the sports writers anymore. And so what you get is one guy trying to cover the city of Philadelphia. You know, it's 80 public league teams. It's 14 Catholic league teams. It's the interact. It's a, you know, so, so many stories are left untold. So what I said to myself was, I, you know, being a former high school college player, I'm going to write it the way I would want somebody to write about me, you know, and that's what I try to do ever since. So they're basically telling you telling me that it's not a market for the way that you like, because it's like you carved out a niche for you though, and and and, and to me again personally, it's because you're telling what you feel is the truth. And it's working. And so I don't understand why can't everybody do the same instead of keep looking for that one hit single. Like every story, instead of just telling what you feel is authentic and the truth. Well, that's, that's where I get frustrated. If you, if you look at it from the perspective of the big the big media, you yeah. know, that would be the Inquirer, the Daily News locally. Well, when, when we were younger, I'm sure y'all used to see a Sunday paper. That thing might be this thick, right? So it was all those ads, all those, you know, come rent my car, come buy my car, rent my house, all, all that's gone. All that's on the internet now. They don't get that money. Yeah. That's how they used to pay their bills. So right. they can't pay their bills that way. Print media is really, really suffering. Actual magazines and newspapers, you, could, you know, nobody's buying it. You can get everything on your phone now. So once they realized that they really just fiscally couldn't carry the model,
that they had built up. It took a little bit of time, and they did it through layoffs and people retiring. But if you look around right now, man, it's just not a lot of people covering scholastic and collegiate sports. Yeah. And if they cover it, it's going to be Penn State football, Villanova basketball. I mean, even St. Joe's Temple, the Salinum, they're catching a short end right now. They don't get the kind of coverage they used to get when I was younger. Right. So now you go to the guys who are doing it independently, like yourself, like what I do. They get caught up on views and subscriptions and mm -hmm. things like that. So if you say something outrageous, you know, it, it could go viral. People, you know, come running and you, you pick up all these viewers. I never really, yeah, yeah, that that wasn't, that's not what I'm in it for. Yeah. I, I tell you, the first four or five years I was doing it, my readership, and I, I would say to people, you know, I, I'm on, I got basketball people, man, high school coaches, AU coaches, and college coaches across the country, independent scouts, you know, the people that have scouted, they all look. They all pay attention. Yep. That's my audience. I'm not trying to right. reach a guy that's like casually right. looking at high school. You know, if you read my stuff, if you don't really know the area, high school basketball, some of us probably going to go over your head. You're not going to know what's going on. But if you're in it, you'll yeah. know and, it'll, and you can relate to it. Okay. So what's the audience that you usually rough the feathers that, that um that regular fan basketball, or you some feathers of coaches and people. This is this has been my experience. Um, with the kids, the players themselves, I have absolutely outstanding relationships because my the way I was introduced to most kids had nothing to do with the media stuff. You know, I also try to help kids figure out you know, the transition from high school to college. Okay. You know, it's a lot of stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And and if you don't have a father or a mother that attended college, say you never applied, nobody in your family ever applied, first one. you don't know what the SAT is, you don't know the NCA. Man, they have rules, man. You got to have these courses, yeah. this many math courses. So I've been helping kids do that stuff for 30 years, okay. you know. So I that's how I, you know, right now, Mark Bass, we were talking about Mark. Mark Bass was the first kid I worked with. So you're talking about 93 at St. Joe's? You know, 92, 93, he was a freshman. So you go back that far. And I talked to Mark every day since the day I met him. So we talking about 93. I, his kids are like my nephews now. I talked to Mark today. Yes. So, I, you know, that relationship allows me to have real good interaction with the kids. Because I'll ask them straight up. I'm like, young man. What's your GPA? And what's your core? And if they don't know, now I'm on them. I'm like, Yo, where your mom at? Like, you know, do you know his core? You know. And the moms, they really appreciate it. The dads, the dads are just, I really get along with dads. Because, you know, a lot of people come at the dad, I want you to play with me or switch here or go there. That's not my concern. I don't care whether, if you go to Cheney State, if you go to Kentucky, if you go over time, it's all the same to me. Just use this stuff to get what you want. Mm -hmm. So that's the approach I had. So I had no problems with the parents. Only I had couple, no problems with the kids. Only a couple left, though. <laughs> Where I have run into <laughs> issues is because I, my starting point always is do what you would want 
someone to do for you. Right. right. So if I'm in the 11th grade and I don't know anything about this recruiting process, but some some guy, University of Wyoming called me yesterday about a kid. Wyoming. They don't know the kid. They don't know his phone number. They knew I would probably know who the kid is. So I said, you know what? Let's call the dad. I get the dad on the phone, introduce him. I said, this is my man. He's at Wyoming. They good. It's a good school. That's San Diego State, UNLV. That's a good league, that Mountain West League. That's, that's you know, it's about A-10 level. Kawhi with the San Diego. Kawhi, exactly. So the dad was really... Thankful and grateful that you know you, you made that connection for them. So college coaches like it. The ones who don't like it would be the people who were the previous gatekeepers of all the information. The ones who could spoon it out and say, parent don't need to know that. Kid don't need to know that. I like how you phrase that. Previous gatekeepers. I mean, but and they and they think it's me. You saying the gatekeepers is no longer there no more, or? Well, they still they want to be gatekeepers, and they they really work hard to be gatekeepers. And, and don't get me wrong, I don't blame them, because if you pay attention, man, you're likely to see tenth graders leave school, eleventh graders leave school, and the guys that are playing AAU, how many of them change teams every year? So they, I mean, they feel bombarded. They feel like people coming in. Snatching their kids, they put in all this time. I develop them, and now you're gonna leave me. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I appreciate that concern, and I respect <laughs> that concern. But this kid is nah. is poor. Yeah. He broke. In his mind, he thinks he has limited options. His mother, his father, they don't even know what the options are. So if I have information, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to the young man. And to his parents, and I've had, I've had high school coaches, I've had AAU coaches say to me directly, "You, you, you should call me. If the college coaches call you, you should call me." So I said, "Well, if I have a son or a grandson, and somebody's willing to pay all of their educational expenses, shouldn't they call me?" The parent? Mm-hmm. Why should they call the AAU coach or the high school coach? Mm-hmm. I mean, if the high school coach and the a- if the parent wants to involve the high school coach and the AAU coach, then it makes perfect sense. Let the parent bring you in, but mm-hmm. that's not that's not my role. Right. And so I've had guys literally, yeah, I've had you know really stop speaking to me because I would say to a kid, you know, hey man, um, Auburn, Florida, Texas. They want to holler at you. What you want me to tell them? And I'll leave and I'll say, what's your mom's number? What's your dad's number? Auburn, Florida, Texas want to talk to you. And then the local guys up here would say, yo, man, you know, you should you should run that by me first. And I just, there's it, no part of me that, where that makes sense. You know, it just doesn't make sense. It's education first and foremost. Parents should make educational decisions. They can consult with AAU guys, high school guys, guys counselors, principals, reverends, pastors, whoever you want, but that's their choice to bring them people in. Somebody asked me about your son, I'm going to track you down and say, hey man, this is what they say. You know, I, I know what that school costs, school costs $83,000 a year. 
So these gatekeepers, you saying these gatekeepers sometimes hold back on information to certain kids. I don't think there's any, you know, there's no, there's yeah. no doubt yeah, no that questions. that goes on. Now, here, here's, here's where it gets tricky for these guys. Because when we were younger, I'm a little older than you guys, but even when you guys were younger, mm-hmm. a lot of the cars... Who gatekeeper when we were younger? The, the high school coach would be the, oh, really? the gatekeeper. How old are you? Are you in your 30s? 2004, 2004. So you're in your 30s. Yeah. Y'all babies. I'm in my 50s. Mm -hmm. So when I was in high school, you're talking early, mid 80s, Mm -hmm. everybody that didn't make it or didn't get a scholarship, you would always hear, well, the coach hid my letters. Hmm. You know, coach didn't give me my letters. Coach didn't give me my letters. I mean, how many times have you heard an older guy say, you know, the coach didn't give me my letters? So you saying it wasn't true? It, it probably was true, depending on what the coach's relationships were. Uh, I, the thing I'm, the point I'm trying to get at is, there's no such thing anymore. If a college coach want to get at a kid, <laughs> I mean, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. I mean, yo, they track these kids down, man. They slide in the DM is literally the way they get at these kids right now. So you cut out the ability of the gatekeepers to control the traffic. And it, and it bothers them. It's disconcerting. You know, it, it really is. And, it, and it's understandable. I don't think they're bad guys. They got a program they're trying to build. You know, one of the best players in Philadelphia right now, his name is Anthony Finkley. Um, he played for Kalo on the AAU circuit. Mm-hmm. He's top 150 kid according to rivals. Oh, big man. Um, he's is at West Catholic. Was he a guard or a big man? Man, a forward, probably six six, a little big right now. Probably two thirty five, two forty. Probably need to get down to two twenty. But I mean, a high major talent. This kid is talented. You talking about DePaul, Penn State, Rutgers? I mean, these are offers on the table. Mm -hmm. While he was in the tenth grade, Mm -hmm. I just found out he's going to West Virginia. He's going to Huntington Prep. Okay. Why would a kid, you ask yourself, if you're in the 10th grade, you already got Big Ten, Big East. Why are you going to prep school? What? You went backwards, huh? I mean, no. He's in. A, he's going to the 11th grade. Oh. So, so he's going to do his last two years of high school in West Virginia. He never had to leave. He doesn't have to leave. <laughs> and that's what the high school guy is thinking. Look, you've been with me. This is where you are. Mm-hmm. This is what you got. Who got to you? What they telling you? Whatever they're telling you, you can accomplish it here. Right. Now, and I and I respect that, and I understand that. But the bottom line, the kid should have the information. His mom should know that he has that option. Yeah. Whether we think he should go or not take it. But that team winner, where he was at, well, in Philly. Okay, they haven't they haven't been one of the top four. Well, he might be a winner. If he stays, I think they would have been. If he stays, I think they would have been. Yeah, right. You believe in your ability, and you're getting them offers. I, I don't. I don't see that. I don't. I don't. This see is that. look. AJ Hogard played at um, Archbishop Carroll, ninth, tenth grade. Yeah. Eleventh grade, he went to West Virginia. That same school. Same school, Huntington Prep. Okay. And so you ask yourself why? I mean, AJ Hogard was all city in the ninth grade. Went, came back again the next year, was all Catholic, all state, all that, and he got out. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, you know, his father's a really good friend of mine. And we talked about it as it was going on and all that. And I understood, you know, the thinking behind it. The kid also left team final, went and played for the PSA Cardinals. Mm-hmm. This is a kid from Coatesville, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. playing up in New York for AU, playing high school in West Virginia. If I'm team final, if I'm Archbishop Carroll, I'm feeling put upon. You know, I gave this, I got this kid in eighth grade. I put him on the stage. I gave him everything he needed to get to this point, and now you're just going to go somewhere else the last few years. So I get that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to let individual student-athletes. And that's that's what I was going to get to when you said you you understand it from a standpoint that people want to keep the kids and people. um, But at the end of the day, right, and and this is is my problem with this whole totality of what we're talking about right now. Like, people use the kids as a scapegoat to me. Say it's all about the kids, it's all about the kids, it's all about the kids. But then something like that happened and you get upset. Well, you, you well, they could genuinely... But you, I, you're the coach of that high school team that you're talking about in Philly, right? And, he and, like, I, and I could genuinely believe that the best thing for that kid is to be with me. Like, it doesn't have that's to okay. be... That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. But where, where I fall out with those guys is like, you got to deal with it when he chooses to go. You know, you can't be mad, man. You know. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, they, they, they want to do something else. They feel I that's think, the best decision. I think where, where, wherever they, they started at, I think that foundation should be strong enough where that exactly. kid shouldn't want to go. I, I agree. So I think a lot of times if that kid does go, I don't, I think with that, that first coach thought he was doing I did kid, something wrong. The kid didn't. The kid wasn't getting what he thought. That's he, how the, the coach thought he was. I getting. agree hundred percent with that. Because I did something wrong, and how can I be stronger in that area to not let that happen to the next kid? That's how I feel. But y'all do, and it know, still might happen. Y'all do know big fish eat little fish. I mean, this is what the way the world works. Yes. So you take a kid like Quade Green, good yeah. player, yep. great player, but he goes, he leaves, he went around a little bit, he played for team final, he yep. played for we are one. He finally decides to go play for the Cardinals up in New York. Yeah. Plays with Mo Bamba. Yeah. McDonald's All-American, Kentucky Scholarship. Does he get that if he doesn't go to the Cardinals? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I know it helped him a lot. AJ Hogard goes to the Cardinals. His final five schools was like Ole Miss, mm-hmm. Michigan State, Florida. I think the Paul was in there. I forget who the fifth one might have been Rutgers or somebody like that. But all powerful. But then we go back to what we. I, I, it's kind of in the same boat. If if we can't provide that for a kid, that's even more reason to not take it personal. We we can't we can't show you well, what this team can show you. Who else have you ever seen from this area go to play basketball on scholarship at Michigan State? I, I can't think of exactly. None. So. Clearly, whatever the kid did, it, it it allowed him to have access to that. I mean, Michigan State, last 20 years, is what, top six, top seven Tom program? Is right, yeah. 20 years every year. Yeah. 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 So if you're a kid, if you're 16, 17, and, you know, you're, you're watching these moves, you know, this stuff is appealing. It is. It's hard to tell a kid, you know, you don't need all of that. You know, I've, I've had... I've had... The, some of the gatekeepers tell me that it's not. Now you've seen them face to face before. Who? These gatekeepers. Oh, I get called in. Like, oh, you said at the table. 
I've had, I've had, okay. I've had a high school coach tell me that I should not let, and he's a really good player. I should not let him know that, you know, ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve schools were like, I mean, interested. They won. Now. Yes. <laughs> and in the word, he said he don't need to know all of that. Because I'm of like, what? what do you mean he don't need to know? Like, he don't need to know. If he see that, he not going to want to go to X, Y, and Z. I'm like, that's X, Y, and Z's problem. That's not my problem. So you're going to limit, like you're in the market, you got $50,000. You're looking for a car. And people just say, well, look, we're not going to let him see Lexus. We're not going to let him see Infinity. We're not going to let him see Mercedes. Well, He's going to see Toyota and Ford. And that's it. Is, is that fair? And I mean, I've, I've had those kind of conversations. And, and when, when I told them that, and I've said it, you know, I said, well, look, man, I'm just not going to do that. You know. You stuck with your gun. Okay. And, but I haven't spoken to those guys since then. We're talking about two, three years now. And I see them. I mean, we'll be sitting like this at games and we don't speak. And before that, I mean, 10, You 15, end up going and telling, them, telling the, 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 the kid or the parent what's going on. You end up doing it anyway or you just end up leave, kind of leaving that alone? No, I don't have to do that. We just get in the car and go to the school. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do that. I'll do you one better. <laughs> <laughs> we get in the car and we go visit the school. I've had people, I've had people from this town ask, you know, me. What town? Camden. Say, you know, it was about Taquan Woodley. I took him to visit Penn State. And they said, well, why you take him to visit Penn State? Who does it, the gatekeeper? Camden folk. Okay. You know, what, what's, you, what's in it? Why you do it? Why you take him to visit Penn State? I said, well, I've known Quan since he was in like the eighth grade. And as far as I could tell, he doesn't have a car. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so if they want to see him and he wants to see it, I ain't doing nothing. What's wrong? I go to a Penn State football game. Let's go, man. And so we went. And, you know, but people, you know, it's gotten to the point where I've gone online and I had to take it down because there it was too many kids that wanted to visit places. And, I, you know, it's just me. You know, so I asked a couple times, I said, anybody willing to ride to, like, Virginia or Maryland? Or Rutgers with a kid, go, you know, watch a game, do whatever, get with me. One of my buddies is a sports lawyer. He called me, he said, yo, take that down. Because people could perceive that as an extra benefit. You know, like the kid's eligibility, you know, like you basically paying for other people to take him. But it's a real issue, man. And I'd say that the most conflict I've had has been with AU guys and a couple of high school guys. And they just, it was just because I guess they felt like they couldn't really control where I was going with things. And I wasn't trying to control that. I'm not. I'm just saying to the young man, look, I know the dudes at East Carolina. Okay. I know the dudes at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I know the dudes at South Carolina. I know the dudes at Penn State, Rutgers. What's the coach name at Coppin? At Coppin, Juan Dixon. Before him. That guy, older guy. Who, Fang? Oh, okay. Yeah, Fang Mitchell. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I knew Fang, but was Fang right before? Did they give it to one? I think it was somebody in between there. No, I think but it was Fang. It was Fang? Yeah. Fang was the AD and the coach, and they finally pushed him out of the way. He came to Williamstown playoff game. He's talking about himself. He, he, he lived a lot of these things that you're saying, and was copping, was supposed to. And it, we, were still, we were still on your age in the 80s. That, that was in 2000s, too, the way well, it worked. And then... And, and and if I say this to a lot of my friends, my football friends and my, my college buddies, that and I got friends that actually ended up playing D1 or whatever, but if I was around knowing with the full set of information that I have now, some of my friends that went big five, man, I could, we could, I could put them at UCLA, Texas, wherever. They could have went to Michigan, Michigan State, which is wherever, man. Um, and so for me to even think about denying a kid any kind of access to any kind of resources that I can bring to the table, it's just, it's a foreign concept. It just can't happen. It won't happen. And I think that bothers some people who are worried about control. Now, I don't care where the kid goes. If I say to a kid, look, Temple likes you. I'm not telling you to go to Temple. I'm telling you Temple likes you. Now... If you don't want to talk to Temple, just say that. When I put in anybody that has ever been on the phone with me and a parent and a kid, who say I say this all the time. I be like, you know, this this ain't. We ain't got to do no the, the full dating, take them out to dinner, buy them flowers. You know, can you cuss on him? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> look, y'all need to figure out if y'all gonna fuck or not. You know, you ain't got to keep kissing and foreplaying and all that. If you know you're not going to fuck, you go your way, you go your way. If it's a possibility y'all going to get married and settle down, then let's keep this. And the kids appreciate it. Because I'm, I'm like, yo, don't waste people time. Don't keep people on there. Now, if the coach asks you, if he say, look, I know you're not coming. Um, they on my ass and my job. I need it to look like, you know, I'm in the running. Can you keep me on? If you, if you like the coach... That's your man, and he okay with look that? Yeah, look him out. Do that. But for the most part, don't play with people with this thing. I'm telling you, son, when you're 30 years old, 35, and you're not playing, maybe you're looking for a job or something like that, that coach will remember that. Man. He will remember the way you did that. Because all he's going to do is go recruit somebody else. It ain't no, he don't hate you. Yeah, yeah it's not, <laughs> That it's not, deep. It's not personal at all. Yeah, at all. At all. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was, um... Okay. Uh, let me ask you just a, a real basketball question. This is for the upcoming, because what we in September? We got a couple more months, man. Um, let me ask you a real basketball question real quick. So I know how you feel about um, the overall talent of Philly, right? Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but do you think uh, New Jersey's even close? And, and, and if, if they're not, um, be very careful. Can they get there? Can they, can, they, can, they, can they get in the same pool as Philly? Can Philly fuck with Cannon? That's what he's trying to say. Because we live above Philly. When Taquan Willie was a junior, I thought Cannon was the best team in the area. Appreciate By far. It. Appreciate it. By far. And I'll tell you the truth. I called uh, Pat Chambers about Quan. And the only reason, I went to that Roman Cannon game. And so I'm sitting where you sitting, Pat Chambers sit right here, we're under the basket. And I said, Pat, don't watch the game. Just watch Woodley 
in Durant. Mm -hmm. I said, he's the only kid in the area that don't need no help. He ain't going to never ask for no help. He don't need no help. And Durant is not going to just be turn around dunking on Willie. It's not going to happen. Y'all got to remember, Taquan ain't had no whole bunch of offers or whatever. So I'm like, watch it. So I'm I'm doing like play-by-play play for Pat. I'm like, look at that shit, Pat. He ain't getting that rebound. Look at that. Now, Willie wasn't in the best shape. Mm. He get tired. He got to come out. Durant's in great shape. You know, he was all day. Oh, he went buck wild. Soon as soon as Willie go to the bench, you know, Lance, I love Lance, but that wasn't his game down there yeah. on them blocks. Yeah. Durant goes crazy. Boom, follow up. Da -da. Willie come in, slow it down a little bit. Then Willie got to come up. We in like the third quarter, Chambers said, yo, I'm offering you. Well, I ain't got nothing else to say. So when you ask me that question, I think right now that there's considerable gap between Camden and the rest of the people in the region right now. But I have to see this year's version of the Camden team. I have to see. Last year they beat Morgan Catholic. They did the rematch, right? No, no, y'all played all local. Yeah, they couldn't go out. They played all over. They played in the summer. To do it though, right? They played them over in the high school live period. I was there. I watched. It was a good game. Um, Camden beat them, but it wasn't the same Roman team. It's just the Roman program. It ain't the same Camden High. No, it's not the same. That 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 junior year team with Taquan was special. Special. Really, really, really. And last year, country special. And last year, I think. It's, it's the same team, you know. They're a year older. I think it just and you guys, you guys suffered because of COVID. They didn't let you play out of the county or whatever. But I think that team was one of the premier teams on the East Coast. I would love to have seen them play Dematha or St. Francis or Paul the Six and those. Those are the kind of matchups. Now, if we're talking New Jersey versus Philly. I think you got to differentiate, you know, because North Jersey's is where it's at, mm -hmm. you know. That's where it's at, you know. Mm -hmm. Roselle, mm -hmm. Gil St. Bernard, and all those programs. I mean, mm -hmm. Gil St. Bernard got the mm -hmm. two, three. St. Anthony's closed. Nah, nah, oh yeah, it's Patrick School. Patrick School is still. Immaculate yeah. Conception is still rolling. Yeah. So North Jersey is where it's at. Um, when we're talking about just South Jersey. You got, you got Camden. It's only two. It's only another. Well, you get who the other one? I don't know. I I, I mean I I think I think Derek is that good. That he oh, as a yeah. player, Lenape's not. It. No, no I, I, that's, that's how good I think Derek. Yo, Simpson Derek. Is personally. Yeah. I, I think Derek Simpson makes people average more, seven more points to their whoever their average. I think he that good of a. Who player. was that Haddonfield to beat Camden? When they yeah. were sophomores, yeah, that yeah, team yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, they had that they, little that little point guard, yeah, the little, Persian. Yes, went to IUPUI. That yeah. kid was pretty yeah, good. He was, he, was, he, was a, he was a player, but but I mean, if we're talking about regions, yeah, yeah, nah, it ain't close. It yeah, ain't close. This is Philly by a long shot over South Jersey. But if we're talking about individual you think programs, that, that could because of population, though, you gotta give us our credit. We. I'm talking about Canton. I don't care about nobody else. I'm just talking about East Canton, Parkside, and Fairway. Well, I, Camden, 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 and well, I think <laughs> in North Canton, Kramer Hill. Well, uh, 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 you can't say that. Camden's what? benefiting from the free agency, though, too. Yeah, we got it. You, can, you, you can't say what, what you just what, said. Everybody coming to Camden? 
Why? Y'all still coming to camp. Why? Brewer was Why playing in the Catholic League. Why are you not going to You just, you just said different pockets of Camden. You, that ain't true like it was when we was in high school. Not no more? That's over. I think Sarah Medley is from <laughs> Washington Township. We got this big yeah. high school on the hill now. And uh, Bradshaw is from up north. We're going to be all right. And... The other kid, uh, Fleming, is not from Camden. You put, you're talking about two different art. You can't, what you just said, you can't say. What? Because of how the roster is filled oh, right Nobody's now. from them parts. I get, okay. I mean, yeah. DJ's I family, I don't know if DJ lives in Camden, but. Man, he's stamped. It don't matter. It don't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't okay, matter. Okay, that's fair too. I, I yeah. agree with you. Geography you go, don't you matter. compete on a national level, then that's, that's how you do it. Hey, come to Camden. But overall, yeah, I think right now, this year and next year, I think Camden. Come on, run. They should. Easy. They should. Easily. Here's. They should. I. Who will they be. Who's seeing in their way? From Philly. I ain't worried about Jersey. From Philly. Who, who can they just put in their way and be like a little nice, nice game at the simple I, at the I, end of course? I, I don't even think it's about that. I think it's about that team. I think that when you look at the roles. That Brewer and Woodley mm-hmm. played for that team. They, they were grown mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. and they were. And Woodley was just an extremely unselfish kid. Who do you know that just was happy with four points and twelve yeah. rebounds? Yeah. No, I mean, and, and, and can score like and just don't care play. about it. Yes, yeah, bro. So okay, so how do you replay Bradshaw? Is a much more gifted athlete. It's not close. He's bigger, longer, faster, jumps higher, all of that. If they're playing, I'm taking Woodley. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Woodley if I want to win the game right now. Mm-hmm. Now, Bradshaw, ceiling as far as, you know, will he end up in the NBA and all of that? So you got, I wonder, Fleming, magnificent-looking athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, when the game is on the line, you know, right. you know, are they going to just do the things and, and make the question. Plays? It could be. They it could be. be. It could, I don't still, know. It's, it's out there. It's, it's still a question. The the strong, right. of course, the backcourt. That's that's the overwhelming. That's the overwhelming Chris factor. Paul and his sons, they go to the finals. That's the overwhelming factor in favor of Camden is uh, DJ Sion. But I mean, those guys are experienced. They've been out there, and and the fact that DJ is is and I've said this since he was a freshman, one of the better defensive guards that I've seen and mm. you know the past 10 years I mean when he was 14 mm-hmm. he was out there you know leading with his chest trying to stay in front of dude <laughs> I mean a lot of kids a lot of kids that score a bunch of points they just don't care about that side of, of the basketball mm-hmm. court and that's an event when your best player and this is just like what Willie was all about defense when your best players aren't worrying about you playing something. you got something so Camden has a chance a um, chance? What are you talking about? We're talking about to just run the table. Perspective, Wayne. Are they playing West Town? That's a great matchup. I'd love West to see Town. that. Mark that, West Town. I'd yeah. like to see Camden play West they Town. They're they all over the country. Um, I know that. Okay. They I don't know what country. if they play Gil St. Bernard, I'd like to see that. Gil St. Bernard's going to be good. 
what, what's one of these teams that like that you was talking about? Like one of these these kids that's high level, they be going to like a little like a regular public school, like Strawberry Mansion. Give us one of those schools. Don't give us like a because yeah, Camden High is a public school. Wayne, 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 no, Wayne, no, no, Wayne, no, Wayne, Wayne, no, 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 don't don't do that, bro. No, because don't, I'm gonna show you why. And some of them kids probably do leave. Don't say they, that like because of Camden High, but they ask kids, they like you know what? Don't I say that like this is a regular public school, bro. No, y'all not. Come on. At the end of the day, we are regular. We just are who we are. Well, school. I've seen I've seen Camden High School basketball players transcripts. And, oh man! And Why are you doing that? no, I'm what I'm saying is sometimes the school says something like big picture, or some other school. I mean, like you guys have a really good situation here, right? Just leave it at that. Because <laughs> just leave yes, it at that. <laughs> because you can go to a charter school. Just leave it at that. Bro. Irregardless of geographic boundaries and zip codes, it doesn't matter. If you live in New Jersey, you can go to charter school in New Jersey. So you get around all of those, you know, uh, questions about where you're from and all of that. Then if your charter school doesn't happen to have varsity athletics, you can play for Camden High. That's a beautiful situation. That's what's supposed to happen. It doesn't, that doesn't exist. charter school is in Camden though, right? The charter schools are in Camden. What's the problem? It's not a problem. But what I'm saying is when you look at... In my year, Camden Catholic was the powerhouse. Nobody was from Cherry Hill on that. It's if Catholic schools don't matter. It's yeah, like charter that's, that's, schools. But they was playing against us. <laughs> but you feel me? But what this is, is but that's so you trying totally, to have two arguments in one. Yeah, that's you can't, totally you, can't you can't have it both ways. But why, why is it okay for the Catholic schools to, to get kids to pay for? Well, I don't think. I think, any, I think it should. Anybody should be able to play anywhere. Right, right. right. Don't, sure. don't don't tell me it's just this radius though. That's that's going against another radius and, and we're two traditional public schools don't do not do that because that's so, not what's happening so you, but it's fine that that's not happening all right, go ahead, go that's, ahead. The, that's the that's the whole point it, it's intense over here like yeah um one of my a couple of my buddies Darius Quarles you guys remember him from Paul yeah Brown? yeah yeah Paul it's Paul my Brown. young boy yeah. I walked I walked Darius from you know he was at Life Center and he went back to Paulsboro well, Life Center was out too he had the scholarship to St. Joe's, and they took his whole senior year away from him. Because that one year at Life Center. Because he did. He was transferring back from Life Center. Matt Cotton, he played at Eastern maybe two years ago. He's at Yale now. He had to miss oh, so 30 smart. days. 30 days out of his senior year. New Jersey, y'all rules are... Yeah, they real... But like I said before, I'm going to keep saying it. Y'all got a real beautiful setup here. Appreciate it's it. a good setup, you know, and it's it's advantageous to the athletic program. It really is. Let's uh let, let's end with this, Dale. Um, so again, because you talked about this a lot, no one is knowledgeable, and they should be. At the end of the day, it's it's, it's their responsibility to be knowledgeable about what's going on. But if Mr. Del Greco Wilson is sitting in front of a kid right now that's highly recruited, him, his parents don't understand the landscape things. Um, how is Mr. Del Greco Wilson handling that situation? How's he going about giving them the information? What type of information is he giving them to, in order for them to make the most proper decision possible? Well, and I say this, I say this to a lot of parents, and it they sometimes get it, sometimes they don't, but. You have to look at your situation as it currently stands. If you got a kid, say he's going to the 11th grade, he got 10 offers, and they're like Big Ten, ACC, all of that, then you have to say to yourself, like, 
you did this. All the decisions that you made mm -hmm. up to that point have led you to this situation where you're facing all of this. You're talking to the kid, right? To the kid and his parent. Okay. It's like, so you've done all, you made okay. every right so decision. They raised them. So now, all of a sudden, you're going to get, it's like in football. You drove the ball 98 yards, yeah, right? You're going to sell somebody in. To, why would you do that? Trust your own judgment. <laughs> Gather the information from people that you could trust, people that, and, and the good thing about a lot of the college guys that I deal with, what I'll say to them when I tell the kid, like, we're not going to waste the time of this coach. And I'll tell the coach the same thing. Yo, if you know y'all, change your mind or you take some money, you call my kid, you let them know. Mm -hmm. When you do it that way, the parents and the college coaches establish a relationship where even if they're not still recruiting, you know, you could bounce things off of those guys. Mm -hmm. You need people, if you're a parent in that situation that you spelled out, you need people who don't have no skin in the game with your child, who just like you, who just respect you, who will just tell you what they honestly feel. And if it's and sometimes, unfortunately, it's hard to find that in his AAU club. It's hard to find that in his you know high school basketball program. So maybe sometimes you need that that outsider to come in. Maybe that you just met or, you you know, you just trust him. You think he's a good guy. So the main thing I would say to parents is stay the parent. I've seen it far too many times. They get to the point right near the finish line and you'll call and they, you know, I'll say, hey, man, you know, um, Washington. I know Mike Hopkins. He's my guy. He'd like to talk to you. Oh, well, could you call such and such? He's handling that. Man, that's your kid. You know, like, you and that, but, I mean, they're just like, just have them call such and such. If such and such is a good dude, it could work out. But a lot of times, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of times, such and such got his own agenda. He might be looking for a job. Such and such might have a nephew, and this is real. And he'll say, yeah, coach, I know you like Bobby, but you know um my nephew want to play too, you know. Can he be a walk-on? Can you do this? Can you just, can you look out for him? Can you, I've had situations where coaches have gone so far as to, you know, maybe his nephew wasn't that good, but I've seen guys go out and find a D2 scholarship just to make the guy happy so you can keep recruiting the guy you want. I mean, these are the things that go on. And I don't fault, again, I don't fault the guy for doing it or nothing, but I just think the parent needs to know that this stuff is happening because the parent don't care about that guy's nephew. Mm -hmm. The parent is only worrying about their child that's sitting in front of them. So you got to keep reminding parents, man. You know, the way to try to make it as plain as possible for them, you say to mom, I'd be like, look, mom, if I come in your house, and me and you and your son and your husband sitting in the kitchen. And I pull out a bag. There's $320,000 in the bag. And I throw it on the table. And I say, look, I'm going to give you all this money. And this is going to pay for all his bills for the next four years. You ain't not feeding him. You ain't not giving him no money. Matter of fact, on top of this, we'll give him $2,000 a month. Make sure he all right. So, you know, 
is this a family decision that you're going to have amongst your family or are you going to call everybody else on the outside to discuss it? Because that's really what's going on. And when they think about it in those terms, it becomes a little more tangible and realistic because people don't think you sign that letter of intent. It's that same bag of money. As long as Junior stay eligible, that money is there, man. You will never get a bill. When I talk to my parents after their kids commit and all, I always ask them, I'll be like, when people send you a bill? Nah, I tell you. I ain't seen no bill. I say, exactly, man. Nothing. No books, no tuition, no fees, no laptops, no nothing. Take advantage of it. So you just tell parents, I guess in closing, stay parents. Don't give up your parental prerogative under no circumstances. Yeah, bro, yo, bro, this ain't 04, bro. It ain't fucking. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, too. But, yo, we ain't, this Right after Wagler, where was you at? The, 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 the guys, man, that just doing all this shit, they not bad guys. And all here like him, look kind of like him. What's his name? I forgot. Keep reading. Uh, uh, Wes. Is his name Wes? Wes is way above that him? stuff now. Okay. Like he, he's, that he probably did. He probably dabbling in brass. That's what I think the gatekeeper was. Oh, back back then, Wes was probably really still active. To be in the, in, in the but at this point, I mean, Wes works for the Knicks, so he's probably mm -hmm. worrying about Bradshaw, and DJ. DJ That's it. <laughs> he ain't worrying about the rest of these guys, man. I, I mean, I'm sure he's not worrying about. Them. Those guys, but I mean, I had a dude tell me a kid was going to LaSalle, and I'm like, LaSalle. I mean, his fucking office is Florida, South Carolina. <laughs> like these motherfuckers call me eight times a day. Like, what? I said, did you tell the kid that? Do he know? They never said it to the kid. They literally never said to the kid, "You're going to LaSalle." So I'm asking the kid. I'm like, this is a true fucking story, man. I'm like, that's fucked up. So we I'm go. Be about it. We I, with this one kid. I took. We visited Seton Hall. He loved that shit. It's a Big East, you know. Right. Apartments, condos, money, everything is all. Okay. Right. My fault. We ain't got a PS. We ain't got an announcement for y'all. Mm -hmm. Right off the bat. What you got, Wayne? Got an announcement. And I think I'm talking for the whole tri-state and the Sixers Nation. I brought your bag, Ben. Got your bags packed. <laughs> here. Get up out of here. You don't want to be here? We don't want you here. I'm speaking for the Sixers Foundation, Sixers Nation. In the whole tri-state. Bye. Peace. Mm. But please, though, do me a favor. Though. You can do a whole show on Ben Simmons. Do me a favor. Bring him, bring him over here. Bring him. Cause we need a point guard. Oof. All right. 
We don't, we don't need a 6'9 power forward or whatever you are because you're not a point guard. Here you back. Peace out, bro. You done? You done with him? Yeah, I, you, I, you dropped, I dropped it back. You 100% done with him. That's what episode we on. That's I, the type of time I'm on. I, you know what? You know me. I, I, I always love going back and forth with you. I, I can't even say anything back to you right now, man. It's just... You got nerve to be talking about him all day, What? <laughs> you got nerve, boy. It's a different generation, bro. It's a different generation, man. But, yeah. You, Wayne said it. Wayne said it. Um, I want to say episode 52, I think. Welcome, everybody. AM University. Episode 52. Good to be back. Wayne, you, other than that, are you okay? Because <laughs> I, I, I could tell you, you was about to get red in the face. You, you, you look like you was about to go another route, but Ben Simmons will do that to you. Yeah, man. Ben, ben Simmons will do that to you. It'll really get you, get everything bubbling. Um, but, we, again, like you said, we got to have a whole show on that. Tim, how you say it? Kalora. Kalora. I don't yeah. want to get it wrong. Tim Kalora. Uh, what? This will be your third year at Pemberton High School, right? Going yep. into it. Yep. Third year. How you been, brother? Good. Yeah. Uh, can't complain. I know it's September. You know, this it's, it's always that antsy time as a high school basketball coach. You see the football season coming along. You're like, ah, it's getting closer and closer. And you just can't wait, man. How you feel about the upcoming season? Yeah. That's, you know, I can't, uh, I feel like it's about to be here tomorrow. But, uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you start feeling like, mm -hmm. when When's it going to happen? Um, you know, but I don't know. Good. Excited. Yeah. Guys are kind of on autopilot. We do a lot of stuff in the off season, So, yeah. um, you know, they do a lot of stuff together. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful time for high school basketball coaches, man. I feel like Christmas is coming. Mm -hmm. Every day you wake up, you get a, a day closer. Um, but I brought you on here because I had a great conversation with you about something that, again, it, it kind of alludes back to what Del Greco was talking about briefly. Um, when he was last on the show, but um, let's just start here and we'll just ad lib off of that. Um, why isn't high school coaches more involved? I don't even want to say, I don't even want to limit it to just academics. To me, it feels like they're not involved in any process in totality. It's, it's good high school coaches out there, but for the most part, they're not involved in any process outside of the actual game or the actual season. I'm talking about recruiting. I'm talking about AAU. I'm talking about academics. It seemed like everybody else in the world is the head of that, the snake of that, but the high school coaches. I got my own opinion on that. Um, I want to hear y'all's first, and um, we'll just go from there. Why, why is that happening, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I'll say I don't know if it was – if it kind of uh – happen intentionally um you know i think it is specific to basketball a little bit you know with au i you know once that started to grow i think that you know all of a sudden you know it became a comfortable thing to just let the kids say you know say all right well your au is getting you the looks so you know when the season's done in the spring kids go play au on their own we don't want to force people to do things, and then that's up to the AAU coaches. And I think mm. the more that the AAU has evolved and grown, it's kind of like there's this approach. And again, you know, I'm not saying it's right, but it, I think it's become this, you know, these separated things where the high school coaches become hands off, and 
And then it's kind of like, well, if you didn't get an offer, you know, that's because your AU program or your AU coach didn't really help you. You know, we put you in the spots during the season, and it's mm. just, you know, on you. And I think, you know, again, there's there's so many different things to say about this. Um, Go crazy, bro. You know, for me at least, I could say the when the season ends, you know, I have an approach to these things, and, and it's that, you know, really – I think, um, you know, you have relationships with your players. And so as, as a mentor, as a coach for my players, you know, I want to help them through all, all the processes. So we start with just the end of the season. You know, I give them a, a printed up list of AAU programs. You know, Camden Elite will be on there this there year. You and, um, you know, I just say, hey, here's the tryout dates. Here's, here's some information about them. Um, you know, and let me know which, which trial you're going to go to, and I'll talk to those coaches. Mm. Um, and, and that's just the beginning of the process. Mm. So, you know, when they do that, um, depending, you know, like I, I won't force a guy, but if they have a conversation to say, you know, there are better programs. So, you know, like if a kid is going to go play in, in the Hoop Group Showcase League or have an opportunity or be in the EYBL, I'm going to say, hey, go there. But in terms of, like, the different tiers, I'm just going to give him the information and then follow up and say, where are you going to play? I'll probably talk to those coaches. You know, all my, my players that play for AU coaches, I know those AU coaches have talked to them. So, you know, throughout the, the season, you know, I can be in touch with them and, and just, you know, know what's kind of going on. It's not a controlling thing. It's more of an involvement thing. You're, you're actively involved. Why? And, and I'm, I'm saying this because people need to understand this. Why, why are you so actively involved outside of the high school basketball season? Because the, the whole or is you don't have to be. Yeah, they're coming back to my high school. I coach them during the season, and then what they do at that's not my concern. Yeah, I think it just you know, a lot of times I hear a lot of complaints about you know, trainers. You know, oh well, this trainer tells the kid this, or you know, this AU coach says this. And my thing is that if if you know if there are any coaches that have disagreements to those things, the easiest way to fix that is to get involved. So you know, I want to be involved to help you know my kids because also. There's no, there's not really benefit for me, you know. Like it, it does, you know, indirectly help me, but at the same time, you know, those kids are going to go on, they're going to graduate, they're going to be beyond, and you know, I want to help them get the best situation they can. And so, you know, I think just that, that, you know, my understanding and/or like, I really value the position that I got. Like mm-hmm. I really hold that so strongly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I, I can't say it enough. You know, we had a our one player got recognized by our board, and when I was talking to them, I told them. You know, I remember the exact moment I got the job. Like, the, you know, AD took me out to eat. We sat there, we're talking, and he all, and it was, you know, I was switching with him in conference too. He was hesitant. He said, you know, we really didn't want to actually even bring you in on the interview. But then when we did, we had to offer it to you. And, you know, like I'll never forget, like I remember the weight of it. I was like, I felt like I hit the lottery, you know, and because I have the opportunity to impact kids' lives for, you know, forever. And, and that's something that, again, like, I remember everything. Like, I remember, like, I was having a rodeo burger. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember every detail. You know, that's one thing with being a coach, like, especially in games. I remember so much about players and plays and, and things. But, um, you know, I really don't take that lightly. So I guess just my, my understanding of the impact I can have, it doesn't allow me to ever disconnect. Well, <clears throat> I agree with everything. And I appreciate you. Remembering everything about you know, coaching because 100%. we need coaches that really love what their position is and respect it. But for the question, I kind of, I, I blame the the, uh, the players because mm-hmm. the recruiting and all that they gonna go where the players is going. 
And the tradition stopped with trying to make your high school the best high school in your area and be the best in the nation as a high school. And it's starting to go to having the best AAU uh, team or the best going to the best AAU circuits or whatever. If they bring it back to just let me make my high school the best high school in the whole America. Let me make my high school number one. Then the recruiting and everything will come back to high school games and everything. And I think that's why coaches try to go overboard sometimes where after the season is over and try to still remain connected to the players because they're trying to get that tradition back into high school. Like take high school serious and then everything else is just extra. Because AU when they first came out, that was just extra to do. That yeah, was something to do in the summertime. And it just happened to be everybody that was good happened to be there too. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, because I agree with you, but in rebuttal, is, is it a 15-year-old kid's responsibility to have that type yeah, of mindset? Yeah, because he's the one saying, Ma, I want to play for them. Ma, I want to do this. But he don't, he don't But he don't know, though. He know that AAU program is very shiny. Yeah. And they on, on their Instagram, it looks like they're having a blast. Mm-hmm. And they at Peach Jam, and they doing this and that and that and that, and that's what I want to see. A high school program, the same thing. Well... Let's, let's, let's put it in reality then, right? You said 15 years old. So that take you back to 2006, 2005, 2006. Actually, it was still going on. Like, AAU was still the secondary stuff. So I'm trying to figure out where, where they grew up at where somebody told them, yo, AAU is where it's at. They know where the beat came from the high school. They know where all these NBA players got their status from. Well, not now, but, you know, Carmelo and Dwayne Wade back. Yeah, but you it keep going. You mean, but you're going back though. This is a social media driven era, and what I mean by that is social media is teaching our kids. But I think that's not true. Like I just put you 15. You was born in 20, 2005. So like whoever was your old heads, they they came up in that era behind you. So they the ones that's telling you like, yo, well, this I'm, high school Pemberton. Let's just say Pemberton, yo, Pemberton, we was always good. We always used to be such and such and such and such. What I'm getting at, though, is, is, is not enough people saying, articulating what he just said as a coach or as a mentor or as a parent. It's, it's not enough people that's that engaged. When the season is over for a lot of high school coaches, it is over. I mean, and now you just, and now Instagram leads your life. That's why what I think to him about taking, yeah. appreciating his job and respecting it because the coaches that do that, y'all crazy. But, but you know, that's more. Go ahead. You got so, something to add on that? Yeah, I was gonna say like so. Then my thing is that like, what about if the if a kid wants to go to a better AU program, right? But he's not really ever gonna play. I was, I was gonna say that. So next. so like, I had a player that was like, all right, you know what? I want to go play for this AU program, and he was gonna play on a, a you know, and this was a couple of years ago, a lesser team, B level, and actually on the B team, mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm gonna go play on the B team, and I was like, well, listen. If you do that, like they already said, and again, this is, you know, there there's so many conversations that a 16, 17-year-old kid is not really going to have with a grown adult that's running a program or a Correct. coach. Correct. So, or, you know, a person in the community that is starting their own thing. So, so me as an adult, I can step in and get the information, the facts, and, what, you know, convey to him, well, listen, it's your choice. But here, if you play for the B team, they told me, if you do really well, you may move up to the A team. Now, mind you, this team plays in the HGSL. They're going to be at all the hoop group stuff, all the biggest things. So you're, you know you're going to play in the big events, and there's going to be schools there. Mm-hmm. So if schools are coming to go check out that team, they're going to see you, even if you're actually on the B team because you're still in the same event. Mm-hmm. You're, and, and so by the end of the season, maybe and they even said he may, he'll practice with the A team. Well, there were like five, six Division one kids on the A team. Didn't play with that team. 
but he could have practiced all spring with all these Division One kids and got better developed and maybe got better looks than the team he went to, which he ended up moving to another team. He would have never knew that if he didn't tell him, though. A 15-year-old kid wouldn't ever think about the things that he just said. So, again, I, I, I agree with you, but I think it's like a little caveat. I just don't think the OGs mm -hmm. is doing their part in this day and age. Which brings me to my next question, and I, I love to hear what you guys think about this because I'm, I'm really passionate about what I'm about to say. Um, I think most coaches, the majority of coaches, don't care about kids at all. Or, or again, I grew up, I'm, I've been coaching 10 years in New Jersey. I could just talk about New Jersey. From what I've seen in New Jersey overall, um, I think most coaches are using kids as a scapegoat for their own initiative, whatever it is. Because if you think about it, saying um, it's all about the kids, it's all about the kids, it's all about the kids, it's an easy way to get whatever you want to get across, in my opinion. Um, what do y'all think about that? It, I, 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 I don't even know how to phrase it, um, but I know what I've seen time and time and time and time again. And... I see too many coaches go straight home after practice. I see too many coaches when the season is over won't talk to their kids at all in the off season. I see too many coaches that a kid graduate, it's over. You'll never hear from this high school coach again in life. Um, I just want to hear your opinion on that, and we'll go from there. I mean, I, I yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, I'll go. So, I mean, you know, I know a ton of great coaches. I know a lot of guys that really, you know, you could tell they care about their kids. I think it would, it, you can just, you could tell from the relationships. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. all, for me, it's all about relationships. Like, you know, I, I think that, you know, like we have such responsibility and not that I want to go back to it, but, you know, when I have huh. a player, like, like I had a football kid that played one year for me my first year and at Pemberton and like he, he, you know, he was a football player, went to go play football in college. Mm -hmm. And I had seen on social media, you know, something ha happened while he was at school and, you know, I reached out and, and like we talked and he was, you know, really put him in a better place. And, you know, I think just that, again, it's just a relationship that you have, you know, that, co that connection forever. And I've seen so many, even myself, like all your teammates that you put, you grew up with, and you know you're always connected once you play on a team with each other. And I think that as the coach, you're also connected to those guys. Like it, it's not the easiest to keep track of everybody, but at the same time, it, it's not as difficult to you know just reach out when you see something or you know guys like. And, and I guess it's just it, it also comes back to a love for for the game. Like, like I, I love the game. Like, I really yeah, do. Like, that, that, that's, that's, there we go. I, I'm ready now. Look. All right. So, I, got I, I think that, that question you kind of like saying, like, a lot of people got got other intentions other than just coaching the kids. If it's not, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me even rephrase it. If it's not about me actually helping me as the coach win the game, mm -hmm. I don't care about it. So, if I got to check on your academics in order for you to play and me win the game, I'm going to do that. Okay. If I got to call you to check if your concussion is fine because you're going to play later, mm -hmm. I'm going to call you on how you're feeling. Okay. As long as it's conducive to me winning the game, mm -hmm. it matters. Oh, no, I, I, that's not what I was going to go at. But if, if that's the question, then that's just 
if it's coaches that exist like that, it's it's crazy. Like I don't, I think that's not coaching. That's kind of like that's AAU and <laughs> you, you feel me? That's not a high school coach because high school coach is more intimate. You know what I mean? Because it should. It sh that's a great point. It should be. You know. And but, I, but what I was going to say is like um you can't never judge a coach's uh inspiration of being to, to be a coach whatever inspires him to be a coach we can't we gotta let that slide because some coaches got different aspirations to being a coach you know and we can't judge them by whatever that is but if they're a good coach at the end of the day let's just judge them by that let's not judge them by the inspiration that's where i thought that question was going because hmm. like for example like, like 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 i'm gonna be the scapegoat if i get kind of high coach coaching job yes i'm gonna take it personal for things that i didn't accomplish in high school Yes, I am. Like, like my 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 driven from wanting to be kind of like coach is to. I'm glad you uh, said that. To accomplish it through these young kids that I I end up getting dealt if I get that job, and that that's my aspirations. Like, yes. So okay, that's so, all. Like, like, right, 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 I got something. Yeah, 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 so do you think? Do you think you're gonna have players that go through that finish through your program and go nowhere? Yes. Will you have helped them though? Oh, definitely. They would be, definitely be ready for the world. They'll be so, ready for that to happen, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So, so I worded that wrong. Yes, I will have kids that will not go D1, D2, D3, or will not even play basketball again after high school. Yep. But they will not be a senior in high school after the year they graduated. They will be a 18, 19-year-old woman or man so, yep. going throughout. Because you prepared them and you were honest with them. Yes. And and that's what and I'm I think. Keep it that That's what I think that, and even kind of go back to the first question, like, I think that the more knowledge coaches have, so I'll give an example. Like I had a kid that played my first year. Um, you know, he didn't score a thousand points. You know, we we were five and twenty-one. A lot of close games, five and twenty-one, and didn't really decide he wanted to play in college until like March, no, maybe April. And he called, talked to me, and said, "You know what? I do coach. I do want to play." And he's playing at Ramapo now. Mm -hmm. He he immediately was well, like, he was going into play. Now, you may make me fun of Rampo. No, he's no, 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 So he's playing D three basketball from our team with barely any wins. He didn't he didn't have any accolades. Like, how does that happen? Because and that's really how why I got involved with AU to learn. To learn the process. Like mm. I've, I've <laughs> always just been in, interested in learning. Like people ask like you know, like I could teach math, I'm a math teacher, mm -hmm. I can also teach Spanish, I can teach ESL. Like I just always did these things to just really learn and I apply it with everything. So, you know, I, I piggybacked onto a program just to help out training and stuff like that to learn the whole process. So, so I, like I know that October 1st, every kid in the country, their parents can fill out their FAFSA. Mm -hmm. Like you better believe all my seniors, they're gonna be October 1st, their parents are filling out the FAFSA. Mm -hmm. So that when we put in the application, so they already have a list and they have actually, like, we can bring it up. I have an Excel I just sent to a kid actually earlier today that has his 10 to 11, 10 to 12 target schools. There's links, the programs they offer, the cost, the financial aid, the scholarship thing. He's just got to click on them. He's going to apply. Mm -hmm. And then if I go to a coach in the spring and say, hey, look, here's this kid's highlights. He got into your school. He's already got X amount of money. You know, he wants to play for your basketball team. What's the coach going to say? He's going to say, yeah. So he's like, all right, I'll get, I'll get him on. So, I mean, now we, we, we've, like, when you learn the process, like, there are guys, high-level guys, it's all taken care of. Or even Division two guys. There's Again, there's a process to For it. Most of the world. Like, they, those guys have 
went on visits. I had one of my players, we went on a visit this summer to a place, and, you know, he's going to get off for Division Two and stuff. But there's still other things that we're going to put in place so that if all the other stuff doesn't work out, he's going to have a spot. And it's going to be a spot, though, that it's going to have a degree that he wants to get. He's going to have choices because the guy that went last minute to Ramapo, he had to pay a little more than if he had applied in, in the fall. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and again, I got the job late. I didn't know what I had, and we didn't start the process till after. So, you know, I just think there are things you can do and you can educate the kids on because there are so many kids, and that's really where my inspiration comes from. Like, I see Burlington and Camden County, but a lot in Burlington County because I'm mainly there. So many kids that have gone through, or guys that now you, you see going around, you're like, had tons of talent, like could have went somewhere and got a degree. Because, that, again, that's the goal. Like, not everyone's going to go from beyond there. But at the same time, if you can get a degree and minimize that debt and come out and, and start your life, with, you know, in a good position, like, that. that's all, you know, I want to do. Let me ask y'all this. You kind of alluded to your answer already, but I still want to hear what both of y'all think. Is being a head coach, because you said it's a aspiration, right? Mm -hmm. is, is it tied to something you want to do emotionally? Or, or, I, no, I'll rephrase it. What, what's the driving force of you being a head coach? The driving force, the tippity top of what's the driving force, and I want you to answer the same thing. Be honest, honestly. My honestly. driving force would be, I, I, would, I always look at myself as a leader, and I think being a head coach at Cam, Camden High specifically, Camden High basketball, that's a way to be, able to, to, be able to be able to call myself a leader of men. At some point in my life, I was a documented leader of men in the city of Camden at a point of time. Do you feel like it has anything to do that something that you left unturned at Camden as a player? Yes, but the, the tippity top is... Because before y'all go on, I, I'll give you an example with me, right? I've been coaching in high school for 10 years, right? I, I might have went on... I might have went on 37 job interviews, mm -hmm. literally, in those 10 years. Mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the responses that they gave me was a joke. I mean, it was, like, really laughable at times. The reason they told me I didn't get the job. So my initial thought process, and I, I, I screenshotted every rejection letter I got, and I initially I wanted to prove all those people wrong. And it started in this city, us growing up in Camden. That's, that's, I, it was a time that's all I cared about, was proving people in Camden wrong as a coach. And then it transpired to South Jersey and wherever else I applied, right? But then the light bulb went off like, do they really matter? Any of these people over these kids' lives that I'm changing, right? I'm the most competitive person ever as far as winning, right? But at the end of the day, how much do that matter as opposed to a kid coming to you four years later and saying, Coach, I got it now. You changed my life. When that first happened to me, everything that I wanted to do, every goal that I wanted to reach, every person that I wanted to prove wrong, I didn't care anymore. All I cared about was the moment and being with those kids and changing, making any change that I could. And, I, and I'm saying that because, and I'm not talking about you specifically, but I think a lot of coaches, again, are portraying to want to do that. Mm -hmm. I care about the kids. I want to change their lives. But really, they trying to get the Duke. They trying to get to the NBA. Mm -hmm. They trying to get to the in the, in the newspaper, 
Like it's it's some it's really coaches that's trying to it's it's coaches that just want to go to Rutgers. Like and I want to just be in the spotlight. Like that's a real thing. So again, I'll ask y'all the same thing. At why are y'all coaching at the core? I mean, I I would almost say for me it's um really just to educate. And and what I mean is that like probably covers everything, like teaching kids how how to, you know, prepare themselves for the next step and you know, because then that is how you really change a community. And I think that for me, like just, you know, being a mentor and just you know, like so many different conversations I've had with guys, like I, I had a guy I would you know maybe shouldn't say it on camera, but how to get him to AU practice, things like that. And like those drives was like we start talking about renting versus buying a house. And 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 things like that. And it's like those are things that he's gonna take on. He's like, Oh, I mean it makes more sense to buy a house and things like like this is just you know, a way you can influence kids to just in, inspire them and, and let them go. And like, you know, those are those for me that's that's really what it, it's about. I mean there, I think there are other motivations. Of course, every coach is going to say like they want to get to Rutgers. Like yeah. they, you, you gotta want to win. You have to be a super competitive person. Hundred percent. Like, like, and 100%. I think, I think even myself, like Hope people I, don't want to misunderstand yeah, what exactly. I'm saying. Like, that's like not I, what I'm saying. Especially <laughs> even sometimes for my players, like I, I'm a really calm person. Like I'm, I'm a laid back person, but like, like I hate to lose. Like mm-hmm. I hate to lose. I mean, it could be anything. I'll never forget it. Like I, I have maybe a group of friends. We're so competitive. Whatever it is, they'll bring it back up. Like, I beat you in this. And I'm like, like, it just, it bothers me. So it's just, that that's a motivation thing, too. Yeah. Like, again, I, like, every loss that I've had, I'll remember, like, I really will remember. I'll remember exactly. I'll try to take a lesson out of it and learn from it. But, um, but yeah, like, there's other motivations. But I think in the core, I really want kids to learn just how, you know, how to achieve the goals that they want. And, and that's, that's a big part for me is, like, Whatever they want to do, and and that's why I think the reality, being realistic with a player, like you're you're a D three or hey man, listen, like I can't get you to a school because X Y and Z, like you know there are there is a ceiling for everybody, mm-hmm. and 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 just whatever that level is, and that's what I just want to provide all the things so that none of the kids really that I say could go on and be like you know what I just didn't have the opportunity. Let me ask y'all this: Start with you, Wayne. Do you believe in full transparency with a kid? I need to give an example. No, I like that question right there. No. 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 Explain. I don't that. Don't, you ain't got to do them everything. You don't got to do them everything. Some kids, like you say, they, they can't handle everything. It's certain times, in certain, it's certain times where you can, but it's certain times, like you talking to me as Coach Smalls, and I got a freshman that, that I think that. Basketball might not even be his sport. He might he might be in the wrong sport, but he getting pushed by his mom and dad. I'm not gonna tell him like I don't think basketball for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna coach him and see what's up. But then it might become to a ceiling, like he said, where I might have to say, "Come here, man. I mean, I heard you like football. I think you think you wanna you wanna do something to football after after high school. Yeah, okay. Well, I think so. You would still give you would still give him an opportunity. Yeah, I, I I give it to him, but I'm not in my back of my mind. I already I already know. You know, when you say full transparency, that means when I've seen it at tryouts. So not like, saying I agree or disagree, but I'm asking you another question. Why are you prolonging the inevitable if you already know? Because, man, you never know. Life is like a box of chocolates. 
you know right now. I, I think I know. You know, time can change. Basketball, like who? Was it Serge Ibaka? A couple people didn't play basketball until they eleventh grade in, in the NBA. You know, you never know. You can in in the, in the middle of middle of high school season, you can grow six more inches. Uh oh, I think I got some Dwight Cass. <laughs> Went from the volleyball team to our starting center. What you think, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. Like, it just it's just a case by case thing. So I think you have to be honest with the kid to an extent. So like, honestly, you know, like. I don't know. So, in your case, are you cut? If you're, if you're tomorrow, if you're camp coach tomorrow, are you, are you making cuts? Tomorrow, no, I'm giving them at least a week. So no, but you're cutting people though, right? Oh, that's first so, day. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta limit it down. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you're being you know realistic with them and and letting them go. I mean, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I I'll answer for all of y'all. I'm I'm a hundred percent transparent. So, I, I don't so, care. So I don't care any. Day I don't care any atmosphere. I think the difference with me with a, with some coaches is I'll explain to them why you you're you're just not mm. you can't cut the mustard right now. Mm. Now these are the this is A B C and D that you need to do mm. next year between now and next year in order to make the team. Mm. Right now you can't play. So you're not carrying nobody on your team just for a roster spot just to. Just to see what's going on. Phil happen. Calicchio, of, he's at Elizabeth now. Um, he was at Linden for years. He won five state championships. He told me one time, he said, I'll never forget this. He said, um, um, when you when you pick a roster, we got we got 12 kids, right? 12, 15, one, one of them. Let's just say 15. I mean, we got high school. Yeah, let's say 15. He yeah. said, when you when you uh when you when you make your cuts, you you do you pick the best 15 kids in the school? I immediately said yes. Okay. He said, why? And I had an answer. He was like, how many kids is going to play for you in that year? All 15 of those kids is going to play? You might you might play 10 max. So what is the other five kids going to think that made the team? Do they even know their role? They're going to want to play. So what's that going to bring? Animosity. It's going to bring all these other things. I'm better than him. Why are you playing in front of me? They're not going to be team. They're not going to be team. But they're not going to be team. They're not going to be team players. They don't know their role, those other five kids. Right. That, not on your team, they don't know that. On majority coaches, but, that will happen. But I'm sure on your team. But, they're, but they're, they're, I picked the best 15 kids. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a notch below the, the starters in the, the rotation. Mm-hmm. So if you're a notch below, as a 16-year-old kid, you're going to think, I could play. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm not playing. You don't know your role, you're, but you're not going to play. So you don't know your role. So you don't understand what your role is. Your, uh, your role might be to cheer on the side. Your role might be a practice player. Your role might be to get water. Your role might be the guy that we um, uh, using as a decoy on defense and practice. Whatever the case may be. And you think you, you should be playing. Right. A lot of kids won't be able to do that. But, you know, I'm still taking them the top, top kids in the school, though. I'm not giving myself a disadvantage by Worrying about egos down the side of the bench. That's, yeah, but to me, it fight. messes up the continuity of what you're doing, though, right? You know, if, if you gotta, if you gotta go, every, every if you gotta go ten, if fight. you gotta go, fi- first of all, if you gotta go fifteen people into your season, you're done. I know that's that's. You're not going. Your 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 season is shot. That's if you gotta get into the double digits in your season, right? So the point being is what I'm saying, and what Phil Calicchio was trying to say is those guys fit a role, mm-hmm. and they need to know that role. Mm-hmm. Period, and it's not playing. And I made that mistake once. So Coach Phil saying, "Don't pick the top fifteen. 
Pick no. Pick pick, pick guys. Pick pick guys that understand they might not team. ever play this year. Okay. okay. And you need to support your teammates. That's I mean, playing. I think that's advanced advanced tips and tricks. I think that's advanced like the advanced <laughs> top of the line coaches. Man. I mean, you can say give, that. Give me them fifteen. Give me them fifteen bad boys. But I, I think what you're saying though. It does come back to relationship. Like, if you're open with those kids and have a relationship, like, I've carried extra guys and sat them down as soon as tryouts and said, look, if you want to play, I'm telling you right now, like, you're not really going to play much. Like, you're going to have to come. I never leave kids with soon. Like, you not know, one. Yeah. And and I'll say, you're not really going to play much at all. And, and you know, you're going to have to practice a lot. You're going to have to do everything everybody else does. Mm-hmm. But I just know that you're not really going to fit that much and get much time. You have to be okay with that if you're going to really play. So make sure if you're coming, you know, tomorrow, like that. That's something you want to do. You, like you're going to be on the team if that's okay with you. Like, what do you think? And then let them think about it. Tell me. And and I think that that is just with the openness and the relationship of regardless. Because I've kept extra guys. I mean, I kept guys never played basketball before. And he scored a bucket. Mm-hmm. He played like maybe two games all year. But he loved any, and everybody hated practicing against him. It's hard. <laughs> I've he never, hard. and this is, this is for you. You ever get into the coaching world, this is just from my experience. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never ended on bad terms with being honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. A kid might be mad at me at the time. He might be mad at me for a week. He might be mad at me for a year. Mm-hmm. But every single time that two years down the road, I see that kid walking down the street, I get the biggest hug ever. Because mm-hmm. they knew. They knew. That's real. They knew, and I'm a, I, I could sleep at, with that at night, knowing that I told the truth. And I always say this as well: mm-hmm. take what I'm saying and get upset about mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and get better. And get better. Who who can who can get upset with that? Ben Simmons. <laughs> who does that? That's damn. The that's the only person. Here, that's the only person you could have said. You absolutely right. <laughs> like get yeah, out of that's here. That's the only person. But John Wall, when you come here, bring your Achilles. Bring yeah. your knees and stay away from that girl lovely yeah. leash on Instagram. Yeah. Um, She's bad. Let's let's end with this. Um, um what you guys think the the head coach's lovely leash. What, what you guys think the head coach's job in two thousand twenty? Because it's totally different than when we grew up. I mean, I think just you know prepare prepare their players for the next next chapter, whatever that is, next level they go to. It could be it could be playing, could be. It could be working. It could be, you know, any, whatever it is. And I think amongst that, again, like we're not saying you ignore the season. Like that's a given. Every coach is going to do that. Every coach is going right. to get their kids to, the, right. you know, try to get them, in the, you know, hopefully the showcases and highlight them and do all that stuff. But like beyond that, you have to give them the support and just, you know, the tools so that when they go on, it's not looking back like, oh, you know, because again, you're, you're never going to forget your teams. You don't forget the guys you play with. You don't forget mm-hmm. all those memories. Like, we all wish we could get it back. Like, you, you know, like that. that's just you You always remember. And and so creating that, that you know, just that team mentality and also preparing them is just a combination for me. I like it. Rolling with that. I like it. There we go. And I wanted to say on camera before we close out, again, I know this is only your third year you're in. You're doing an amazing job at Pemberton, man. And I know you're going to continue to get better. Um, I Well, it was what you had them two weeks into the year when we yeah, scrimmaged y'all at yeah, West Tech. And yeah. I, I, I would lie to you not. I, they look totally different than that one in 2017 the year prior, whoever they was. Like that fast. And yeah. I was like, you know what? He was the right man for the job. So, um, nah, I 
what you're doing is great. It's making basketball better, which what I feel overall, just we, we this whole conversation that you had, I think this is my experience. You got a different experience. You got a different experience. We need more coaches like that, right? We, we, we need more competitive coaches. We need more coaches that care. High school coaches are, they should be the foundation of these kids' lives. Correct. We see them way too much. Like, it, it shouldn't be the way that it is, right? And I think people like you is pushing that narrative forward. And I want to set it on air. We appreciate you, man. No, thank you. Thanks we for having me. You. you know, I learned from a lot of coaches, worked with a lot of good ones, and just trying to keep it going. Who are your favorite yeah. coach right now in college basketball? That's a good question. Ooh. That's a real good question. Tom Izzo. Y'all know Man, not to ask me that. Mine's just, mine's just very simple. You said yours is Tom Izzo? Tom Izzo. 